Hey, Chris. Hey, Tim. How are you? You know, I'm, I'm good. With the holidays fast approaching, we are trying to get everything sewn up at work. And as far as family is concerned, a lot of events, a lot of parties, a lot of things to plan. It is a dizzying time of the year, the most dizzying time of the year. How about you? Yeah, same. Lots to do. Uh, lots of kids, events, and parties, and things like that. I actually, last night, as we record this, but I went to the WXPN Home for the Holidays concert. So I highly recommend listeners checking that out. It's going to air live on December 20th, and then again sometime on Christmas Eve. But very cool. Three different, uh, very different bands, all from the local area, playing uh, very different uh, versions of holiday songs that you have not heard. The second one was actually a jam band, no lyrics. And they sort of, they opened up with uh, the the Hanukkah song. And then at some point they did a mashup of Jingle Bells and the uh, Dreidel song. So that was exciting stuff. You know, at this point we should be on the XPN payroll. We probably should be. They and did we, comp me, you know, free tickets to the otherwise entirely free show last night though. But uh, oh, hey. I did get a nice, good seats on the mezzanine. Most of our listeners don't even live in the Philadelphia area to even wanted to listen to XPN, but here we are talking about this radio station all the time. Okay. I do like XPN. This is our 40th election recap show, 40 elections for the hall of songs. We will tell you if any songs got into the hall of songs from this latest election featuring songs released between 1989 and 1994. And we'll do it right now. Welcome, music lovers and loyal listeners, to Hall of Songs, the podcast in which two men attempt to determine the greatest songs of all time. I'm Tim Malcolm. I'm Chris Jones. Well, we're not going to do it right now. We're going to delay a little bit longer because that's what we do in this podcast. Must be suspense. It's always suspense. That's what it is. We are nothing but the most dramatic people in podcast land. So, Chris, we have the holidays coming, as we said up top. Are we going to record a lot? I don't I don't know. I, I we haven't talked to, we're talking about this on the podcast, which is going to be weird. But are, are we going to record the 95 episode anytime soon do you think? What are your thoughts? I think we're probably going to end up doing 95 the first week of January. Okay. Okay. So this could be the last time we talk before 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. 
Happy Hanukkah. Happy Festivus. I have a Festivus party coming up next week. Do you know this? Did I, I tell you about that. this? No, I'm excited to hear that. So last year, a neighbor and I, oh, oh, I know this neighbor who is a big Seinfeld fan and I'm a Seinfeld fan. And so we talk about Seinfeld anytime we see each other, even though the show has been off the air for like 25 years. And we decided at some point we have to do a Festivus party. And with COVID lifting a little bit more, although it's back now, uh, we decided last year to do a Festivus party outside near his house or outside in his front yard. And we have a pole. We have a doll, much like the doll that Frank got in the original sort of the the, the roots of Festivus, the doll that was a, a fight to get for Frank Costanza. So we have a doll. We do seinfeld kind of food. We show the episode like 30 times on a projector screen outside and we play music inspired by the show. So that's what we do. It's a big party outside. You're invited. If you want to come this coming weekend to Houston, fly down for the Festivus party. That does sound like fun, but I will actually be at a, a sort of a Hanukkah brunch with Meg's family uh, this weekend. Mm. And we uh, decided to, we actually, my entire family got irreverent uh, Hanukkah t-shirts to wear. I have one that just says Hanukkah, but it's in the Metallica uh, handwriting. So I'm excited uh-huh. to show up wearing that one. <laughs> what, what what are the others? Uh, what is any, any good uh, ones? Meg has one that says, Oi to the world. Uh, oh, there you go. Desmond no has doubt. one that says, uh, I like Hanukkah a latka. And mm-hmm. then Theo, of course, has one that says Dr. Dreidel and has a cover of the Chronic album, but he's wearing the uh, you know traditional uh, uh, Orthodox Jewish uh, headwear. So uh, it's a good combination. Yeah, keep their yarmulkes ringing. So that's fun. That's fun. I like that. I hope you have fun at the brunch. We will have fun at our Festivus festivities. All right. We've wasted enough time. This is the 40th election show for the Hall of Songs. For those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. And what we do is we go through each year in rock history, Western music history, popular modern music history, starting in 1951. We say what we think are the top X songs from each year up to 12. And in each episode, we give you the top X or 12 songs from that year. After we give you those songs, we then put them in a ballot. The ballot is at hallofsongs.com. That ballot tells you all the nominees for the Hall of Songs at that moment, and you can vote for up to 10 songs that you think are considered the greatest of all time. If you think a song deserves to be in the pantheon, in our Hall of Fame for songs that we created, you could vote for that song. Up to 10 choices at the end of the voting period, which is usually about a week long. We then tabulate, and then we tell you if any of those songs that were in the ballot got into the Hall of Songs. The ballot includes songs from that last episode, plus songs from previous episodes that got to stay on the ballot as long as they were on uh, the ballot for fewer than 10 attempts. Now, Chris, how does a song get into the Hall of Songs? And then how does a song get to stay on the ballot for the Hall of Songs? Well, it gets into the Hall of Songs if it gets two-thirds or more of the votes from the voting public. Uh, so if it gets 66% or more, it gets into the Hall of Songs. Uh, it gets to stay on the ballot as long as it gets 35%. So if it's 35% to 66%, then it stays on. Uh, and if it's less than 35%, that's its last year on the ballot. And uh, sayonara, thank you for playing. So this latest election, the 40th election, as I said has songs from between 1989 and 1994. 
And the earliest song is Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson from 89. It's sixth election so far. If it stays on the ballot another turn, then it will be in its seventh election. Otherwise, either it gets in or it's out. We'll see what happens with that song. We have two songs from 1990 on the ballot. Groove is in the Heart by D-Light and Freedom 90 by George Michael. Freedom 90 is a Veterans Committee pick, which is when Chris and I decide to nominate a couple more songs after several years. We put them on the ballot and we see what happens with those. And we just had a Veterans Committee episode that came out literally in the last week as of this recording. And that features four more songs that we'll talk about later that'll be put on the ballot. From 1991, one song, Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest. From 1992, I believe two songs on the ballot. We have Real Love by Mary J. Blige and Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. 1993, only a couple songs there. All Apologies by Nirvana, Linger by The Cranberries, and Fade Into You by Mazzy Star. And then every other song is from 1994. And our 94 episode had, and I'm going to read all these names, so Chris, bear with me here. Basket Case by Green Day, Violet by Hole, Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots, Waterfalls by TLC, I Used to Love H-E-R by Common Sense, Cut Your Hair by Pavement, Zombie by The Cranberries, Juicy by The Notorious B.I.G., Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, and In the Spirit of the Season, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. So 21 songs in all on this ballot. A real hodgepodge of songs from the early 90s with one from the late 80s involved. That one from the late 80s, Rhythm Nation, is pretty much a 90s song as you think about it. So, Chris, the 21 songs, did you have any big overarching thoughts heading into this election? Uh, It was weird. I didn't know what to expect. There's a couple that we'll go through and say that I sort of thought might get in. I thought a couple would get in, let's put it that way. But I did think there was kind of a, there was a handful that I thought would be at the top with maybe two or three of them getting in. Yeah, I, I think this was one of the hardest elections to predict, to forecast. Looking over the list, we have had a really good showing by Groovers on the Heart by D-Light. It has consistently been essentially the first song out after whatever gets in gets in. Then Groovers on the Heart is just like there waiting to get in. It doesn't get in. So I thought that would do pretty well. Scenario by Tribe has also been toward the top. Fade Into You by Mazzy Star has been toward the top in its last election. And so for this one, we'll see what happens there. As for the 94 songs, the ones that I thought were most likely... To get in, Waterfalls by TLC. And I was kind of going back and forth with Basket Case by Green Day, just because that has, I think, seen a little more popular critical notoriety over the past several years as this sort of ground zero song for pop punk. So that's kind of where I'm looking at it. But yeah, as you said, a really, really hard ballot to forecast. Yeah, Basket Case was one I didn't necessarily think about when we were sort of getting the episode ready, but that makes sense to me, that one that would have been up high. I didn't know what to think about All I Want for Christmas is You. I thought that one could have been Mm. really well and one that got in or one that was like, like it was sort of all over the place. I guess it's one I know there's some people probably don't like it, but that tends to matter less in this voting, you know, because it's like, like, like hating something doesn't really cost you that many points as long as everybody else just thinks it's like good enough. Well, we'll see how it does in this election, but very, very interesting that All I Want for Christmas is You hit the ballot just as it starts to infiltrate our ears once again at the Christmas season. So it's like, 
it's kind of at a moment where it's ripe to either be on the ballot with a bullet or to have a really rocky road. So I guess that's how I'm putting it there. All right. I think it's time to get into some results. 21 songs on the ballot for this 40th election for the Hall of Songs. We have 90 songs in the Hall of Songs as of right now. The last song that got in was Loser by Beck from 1993. Chris, do we have a 91st song into the Hall of Songs? Alas, Tim, we're going to have to wait until 2023 for the 91st song. Oh, man. We kind of teed that up a little bit in our explanations that I thought oh, we so. thought this one would do well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, really. It's really tough. I, I, I hate seeing an empty ballot. I hate seeing a zero. We had this after our 30th election. So 10 elections previously after the 84 episode, which I thought would generate a couple songs. We had this after the 70, 73, I believe, ballot. So the 19th election, so it's almost like every 10. And then before that, I think it was the 59 ele- after the 59 year. So that was like our fifth election or something like that. And so it, it seems to happen every 10 elections or so that we get a zero. Any thoughts as to why that might be so? No, you know, I was prepared to do something about, well, maybe people aren't appreciating these songs from the 90s as much, but really there weren't that many. You know, there weren't that many people who voted for less than 10, which, you know, I think would be the sign that people are saying these just aren't as good or something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, in this one, we'll go through it, but it's the the distribution of the votes is really interesting compared to some other ones where we haven't had anything get in where, like, I think sometimes it's like you you sort of get this feeling there were like a lot of songs that people just didn't like and then none that quite rose up. Whereas this one, it feels a lot more like there were a ton of songs that people liked. They just weren't necessarily agreed on which ones those were. Yeah, there didn't seem to be a mandate for any of these single songs. Although, as you said, the votes were spread out really well and a lot of songs got support. It's just that nothing rose above the crop. So let's go through the list of songs that are going to stay on the ballot, at least because they got the 35% support. Chris, take us through the first batch of those. All right. There were a lot that got more than half of the vote. I'll go through, I guess, the first five here. Up at the top with the almost 60% were Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine, Fade into You by Mazzy Star. Uh, both those two were holdovers. Killing the Name was in its third year and Fade into You was its uh, second year. And then Basket Case, uh, which was its first year on the ballot, which we talked about up top. Uh, just behind those with about 57% of the vote were Scenario. Again, that was a holdover, its fourth year. And then Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley in its first year. Uh, so quite a crowded group there up at the top and nothing that could break through. To me, this looks like a list of songs that are really loved by a decent cohort of people or are universally known by everybody, but are somewhat divisive in some ways. And really the one song that actually says this to me is hallelujah. Again, holiday season, we have hallelujah on the ballot. So how about that? And I feel like that's a song that a lot of people love. I think that that's a song that probably a lot of people think is a little overrated and maybe Jeff Buckley's version isn't the best version or whatever, or maybe it's been done so much that you can't even like think about it anymore. 
the other ones, Killing in the Name, Fade Into You, Basket Case Scenario, all seem like songs that don't have that sort of universal mandate because not everybody knows about them as well. But the people that know them and the people that understand the context and the history of those periods of times will probably be like, yeah, absolutely. These songs are supposed to get in. Like Killing in the Name is an integral, like hard rock, almost metal song from that era. Basket Case is sort of the beginning of pop punk. Scenario is one of the great... Uh, uh, one of the great posse tracks of all time. And then fade into you is this super underrated alternative rock jam that is actually better than most of the other songs from the period. Your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a, I think that's a good way to put it. I guess mine would have been when we were talking about him on the show, I would not have expected any one of those five to get in, uh, you know, just sort of in the abstract that was, but uh, they are up at the top and they're somewhat close. Obviously none of them are in, but, uh, uh, but, you know, sort of making that, I think, more interesting. There's some songs we're going to talk about next down lower that when we were talking about them, I kind of thought, yeah, that one's got a pretty good chance. Okay, so those first five songs, again, Killing in the Name, Rage Against the Machine, Fade Into You, Mazzy Star, Basket Case, Green Day, Scenario, Tribe Called Quest, and Hallelujah, Jeff Buckley, they are going to move on to the 41st election, but they will be reset at zero, and we'll see what happens when voters take to them. The next five songs that got at least 45% support and down the ballot a little bit more are Groove is on the Heart by D-Light from 1990 in its fifth election, Waterfalls by TLC from 1994, so first time out, Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots, also its first time out, getting just over 50% support, There's All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, first year on the ballot and under 50% support, and then just over 45% support, Closer by Nine Inch Nails, also from 94. This is the divisive land here. Like, (laughs) Closer is, I think, a song that maybe maybe some people are turned off by. Interstate Love Song, I love, but I don't know. Is it a Hall of Songs song? I'm not sure. All I Want for Christmas is You, I think, is maybe the most divisive song we've ever had. In Hall of Songs, maybe there's like three or four that are more divisive, maybe. Yeah, so I mean, this is the list I was talking about. Like, I kind of thought all I want for Christmas for you would be higher. Uh, even like, again, just for for the reasons I kind of said up top, I thought Waterfalls, like what you said, that was one that I, like when we were talking about it, kind of seemed like one that could get in. Sure. Uh, Interstate Love Songs, probably my favorite of the 94 songs, just my personal favorite, but I'm with you. It kind of, I didn't necessarily see it ever sort of getting in. Groove is in the Hearts occupying that, you know, uh, the cult of personality slot for me, where it's mm-hmm. kind of like in, like, if I'm really, really being honest, I think it's right on the edge and maybe deserving of getting in, but I love it. So I kind of, you know, stump for it to get in. Uh, and like you said, I'm, I was really surprised to see Closer as high as it was, frankly. I kind of thought that was one of those that there would be a couple of people who are like, yeah, I can't believe you put that on. And then it would amount to about 30% of the vote. So uh, interesting, I think, even that it did as well as it did. Waterfalls to me was probably the most likely of the 94 songs to get in, but there it is not quite there. And I think for a while it had a real chance. I keep track of the votes as they come in and it was doing pretty well early on as was basket case by green day, but toward the end, they both fell just a little bit. All right. uh, Take us through the last group of songs that will at least stay on the ballot. They got at least 35% support from the voters. All right. This is an eclectic group of songs. We have a couple uh, with 43% that were in their second year. That's Linger by the Cranberries and All Apologies by Nirvana. 
Uh, just behind that was Juicy by Notorious B.I.G., its first year on the ballot. And then Freedom 90 by George Michael, uh, in its fourth year on the ballot, uh, got about 38% of the vote. Uh, behind that, Rhythm Nation uh, by Janet Jackson, that's its sixth year, uh, hanging out with around 35%. And tied with that was another Cranberries song, uh, this time Zombie, its first year on the ballot. Interesting group. <laughs> Interesting group. I would have thought juicy would have done better as to me, the best rap song on the list. I know scenario is very good, but I think juicy is just one of those songs that everybody knows. So I thought that would have had at least more attention in that respect. I'm, I'm surprised by the cranberries holding up. I mean, two songs on the ballot and they're still performing and over the line. I mean, zombie just made it, but to have both of those songs kind of stay on is pretty impressive maybe if only they had one song maybe that one song would have done better i'm not sure and yeah freedom 90 and rhythm nation i mean that's impressive to see that they're still somehow hanging on i gotta believe that the next election might be the last election for both of those songs but we'll see stranger things have happened yeah just looking through my ballot as well and see that uh uh i did vote for juicy i think you're right like that was one that i didn't know necessarily where it was gonna where it was gonna come out i didn't think it would get in but uh uh, you know, I, I would like to see that one do, I guess, a little bit better. And I think you're right. Probably some of those, the especially with the ballot becoming pretty crowded, that like the ones that have been hanging on for a while, this was probably, uh, they probably missed their shot. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack With the hat to match Remember rapping Duke, the hard, the hard You never thought that Okay, well, those are the songs that are going to stay on the ballot For the 41st election And we will go over them at the end of the episode But let's turn our attention, Chris, to the songs that did not get enough support And will be off the ballot forever These are the ones that you guys rejected and so don't blame me, although I voted too. Should I go through the whole list? Yeah, I think we got to wrap it up. Okay. Okay. So getting under 30% support, we have a three, t- three songs in the same area. Real Love by Mary J. Blige from 1992. Violet by Hole from 1994. And Live Forever by Oasis from 1994. Getting just under 25% support is Cut Your Hair by Payment from 1994 and getting almost no support whatsoever. And I guess I should have seen this coming. I used to love H-E-R by Common Sense getting just about 5% support. Thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, so I'll just say that I used to love H-E-R was the first song I've gotten some response from like friends and family members like like the first time that we've been doing this in whatever 45 episodes that they were kind of like, I don't understand why you guys included that one. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah. It was the first, they was just like, it's just not that good. It doesn't hold up that well. And a couple of them were from people who I know really like common later on. It was just like, ah, I don't know. Um, so I can't say I'm surprised that that one was down at the bottom. Uh, Real love. I thought had a legitimate shot at getting in back at the beginning. Uh, when, you know, it's first time on the ballot, I didn't think it was going to necessarily be that this year. I was disappointed Violet didn't do a little bit better and really surprised that uh, uh, Live Forever didn't do that better. Uh, I think we, I sort of alluded to this a lot. I think Pavement would have been disappointed had they, you know, gotten a substantial number of votes. They're probably good to fly under the radar a little bit. 
o- Oasis will probably be upset that they didn't get. They would be mad. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the difference gotta, between payment and Oasis. We got to watch out there. I mean, I used to love HER. Look, I get it. And I know that we talked about it. You were like, well, Thuggish Ruggish Bone by Bone Thugs and Harmony was kind of your pick for another hip hop song if you want to go that route. And I vouched pretty hard for I used to love HER. As I think of it as it really has been a critical success for a very long time. It was impactful in that it really got all these Chicago guys going and was the first big record out of Chicago. And it was also very influential as one of the first, you know, conscious hip hop records as far as not just a jazz beat with bragging on top of it. This was a jazz beat with actual things being said about culture and things being said about what was going on in rap at the moment. Do we agree with all those things? Not necessarily, but it was that kind of a song. And so I thought, oh, there's definitely, I mean, look, if there was an influence pick in the 94 episode, that probably was the song. And so I understand the low support for that because those influence picks never really do too well. So I'm going to, I'll take full responsibility and I think it totally deserved to be on the list. But at the same time, I totally understand that it wouldn't have gotten the support. Otherwise, yeah, Live Forever is a bit of a shocker for me. I'm still kind of shocked that Real Love never got as much support that it should have. I, I think Real Love is one of those just undeniable R&B songs from the 90s. And if we were going to put one, two, three R&B songs from the 90s into the Hall of Songs, that would be one of the three. Yeah, and I, like I said, I, that was the first time that sort of happened to me with the song that uh, you know people were like, "Why did you put that in?" I do frequently get texts and emails from friends about, "I uh, that's good. I'm so glad you included that one." There was a lot about you know real love, uh, not necessarily surprising, but like, yes, glad that one was there. Uh, so I'm with you. I, that was sort of when I like right after that '92 uh, episode came out, I kind of thought that one had a really good shot of getting in just because of the uh, the very informal anecdotal uh, reaction to it, but just not quite enough. So we've had how many songs nominated for the Hall of Songs? Some, uh, like, is it like 500 plus now? Something like that? Let's see. Well, we've done 12 a year for every year except for a few at the beginning. And so there have now been, what, 45 years that we've done it. And I think 56 we did 12. So it's been everything like that. So it's been, what? what's uh, like 42 times 12 plus... 20 something, whatever that is. Plus the veterans committee. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. So we're talking space. Yeah. So it's probably somewhere close to, yeah. close to 600. I, I would imagine probably over 550 at this point. So if there was one song that people disputed over the 550 plus that we've nominated over time, you know what? I'll take that any time of the, any day of the week. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. And again, it was not so much, uh, like I said, it was not necessarily people who didn't like it. It was just sort of this reaction. That was surprising because, and you know, it's a really deep bench in uh, the, you know, this era of the 90s. I I have no problem with it. I have no problem with including it. Again, I think it's a, I certainly think it was a worthy nominee. I have my problems with it in some ways, but, uh, you know, some of the issues of the, some of the issues with that make it a more interesting song to talk about, talk about. So, uh, you know, again, even going back to, I mean, making fun of me for Boys to Men and uh, End of the Road, <laughs> like, I absolutely think that had to be a nominee. And it was yeah, like, why yeah. I think it's interesting to me was that I'm personally surprised when I go back and listen to it, that it was as big of a hit as what it was. And 
which again like makes it in that's like i really like boys to men i think boys to men is terrific and that to me being such a huge hit is surprising so i bet that it makes it absolutely a worthy nominee and something that's fun to talk about so uh same thing here not sort of on the hit thing but it, as you said on the influence and uh and again i think it's interesting to sort of have that uh uh, you know, have that discussion about how, where it placed in that in the hip hop of the time, and then obviously, I mean, Common is going to go on to be a much uh, bigger, we'll say, star in the years. Prolific, yeah. yeah Okay, so that leaves 16 songs for the 41st election. Those songs are Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson, Groove is in the Heart by D-Light, Freedom 90 by George Michael, Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest, Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine, Fade Into You by Mazzy Star, All Apologies by Nirvana, Linger by Cranberries, Juicy by The Notorious B.I.G., Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley, Basket Case by Green Day, Waterfalls by TLC, Zombie by the Cranberries, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots, Closer by Nine Inch Nails. 16 songs, but wait, there's more. Chris, we recently nominated four more songs into the Hall of Songs in our Veterans Committee episode. That came out on December 11th or really very early December 12th, depending on your time zone. Chris, what are those four songs that will join the 16 on the ballot? Well, it's a very fun discussion. There's some things that we talked about that are not on the ballot, but the ones that will be uh, there for you to vote for are One by U2 from 1991, Strong Enough by Sheryl Crow from 1993, and then two other 1994 entries, Creep by TLC, not by Radiohead not by the Afghan Wigs, and not by Stone Temple Pilots, Creep by TLC, and Wildflowers by Tom Petty. We now have 20 songs on the ballot, but wait, there's more. When we do the 1995 episode and release that probably in the new year, we will add 12 more songs to the ballot. I mean, it's going to be 12, let's be honest. To make the full ballot 32 songs deep, we have not had a ballot that large since... Somewhere around like the 20th election or so in the mid 70s when pe- when people weren't voting songs in. So we have another humongous ballot, 32 songs, uh, just handicapping that. What do you think at this point? I, I really no idea what to expect. I mean, it's always interesting. Like some of them have surprised me. There are sometimes you take a look at a year and you're like, all right, I see two or three that I absolutely think are going to be up there. I'm not sure 95 has that yet but they may come closer. I think the veterans committee ones, I didn't do my usual veterans committee tactic of nominating something that was basically just taking the piss like uh, 38 special. So even in the ones that I threw out there are at least, you know, viable candidates. Uh, so we'll see. There's going to be, it's a stacked list. Chris takes this podcast very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Where else? If I was not for me, people would not be able to show up and vote for, vote for every rose has its thorn or not vote for every rose. Yeah, has I was going to say they, the they, they didn't vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have fun. So yeah, 
32 songs. It could be a very chaotic ballot. We could see half of those songs get eliminated. I think that's what happened the last time we had that many songs on the ballot. We could see a similar thing from this one where nobody has a plurality. Nobody can jump over the line and we have, you know, a ballot the next time out. That's 36 songs deep. God, please. No, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. But that's it for this edition of hall of songs. Chris, uh, tell people where they can find the podcast and how they can tell people about our podcast. Uh, you can find us any place where podcasts are to be found. Uh, if you uh, are of mind, please go to the Apple Store, rate us and review us. If you do that, it helps other people find us when they're sort of looking for music podcasts to listen to. But you can listen to us on Spotify or Amazon or Google or any of the podcast apps. You can find us on social media. Uh, we are still, at least for the time being, on Twitter, at Hall of Songs, and we are Hall of Songs uh, on Instagram. And we do have a Facebook page where we post uh, things when the new episodes come up, and you can comment there and message us and things like that that or shoot us a email at hall of songs pod pod at gmail.com and as always find us at the website hall of songs.com that's where you will vote when the 95 episode goes live and you can even shoot us comments there and over the holiday season if you're missing us go back and listen to some of the back episodes every year is a lot of fun but uh we've also got the bonus episodes that are up there that are fun and are kind of evergreen even if you're uh you know even if it's too late to vote for some of the other ones there's some good bonus episodes up there and even if you have no idea what WXPN in Philadelphia is, you can still listen to the bonus episodes and appreciate them. That is true. I imagine that during the holiday season, I will be updating some things on our website, more write-ups of the Hall of Songs inductees. By the way, if you go to the website, hallofsongs.com, and you click the tab that says the Hall of Songs, you could see write-ups of all of the Hall of Songs inductees. I will get current on that soon. We also have guitar pick plaques on the website that are made by our friend Aaron Delashmet of Piper Down Productions. Thank him for the logo work and such. And he has a Redbubble site where you can get merch. There's still time in the holiday season to get your Hall of Songs mattress cover. So please think about it. And uh, also on the website, there's there's just more I, I needed. I needed to like, there's like a dozen or so voting results that I have not inputted because I've just been lazy. Uh, there's just a lot to do. So maybe over the course of the season, I'll, I'll get current on some things on the website. So keep an eye out there. Thank you to stock music media for the music for the podcast, the theme song that they do with every decade, a new one. So thanks to them. And that is it. We're going to take a couple weeks off. I think big holiday coming up. You're going to have, you're going to have fun. You're going to, are you traveling? Um, I'm going to New York to see a couple fish shows. Other than that, I'm here. That's who you travel for, huh? That's that's who really matters in the, in the holidays. It's an easy train ride. Yeah. Well, I will be traveling to and from Austin, Texas, a uh, number of times to see family, and that's about it. But I'm not going to see concerts because I have kids who are small. I don't know. I don't have to tell you. I, I use my date nights to go out and eat. So there you go. All right, Chris, that's it. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays to you. And happy new year. Go blue. Happy new year. Go blue. Also go Eagles. Go birds. Big, big season coming to a close here. Big season, Chris. It is. Be almost playoff time by the time we chat again. By the time anybody listens to us again anyway. I won't have any anxiety whatsoever hanging over my head. So that'll be fun. All righty. We'll see you next time probably in the new year for all songs. I'm Tim. I'm Chris. 
Prove me wrong. Hello, ho. He's making a list. He's checking it twice.